Hey, welcome back to Marking Out, the professional wrestling podcast. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Dean Walker. We got a couple of the other guys in here, the same guys as usual. We got Damon over here. Damon, you want to say what's up? Yeah, Damon, a.k.a. Cordell, a.k.a. Midnight Delight, a.k.a. Smoke. Hey, and it's me again, Neil Pretty Boy Thomas. Still with this pretty boy shit. Never going away. We talked about that. I think you need to make it fade away, my guy. Man, uh, I think the first thing we really want to get into on this episode is uh, it's Triple H, man. He's he's retired. It's over. I mean, we all saw it coming from uh, his heart surgery and all the problems he had health-wise. And I'm, I'm glad he's all right. I'm glad he's going into retirement, just kind of doing him. And as long as he's healthy, man, that's all that matters. But, uh, Neil, man, you got a lot to say about Triple H. I want you to take it away again, just like you did last week for Razor. Different scenario, different scenario, but uh, I want you to I want you did to take you just, it away, man. Did you just change the tone of how you said scenario? I scenario? did because I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm that fucking fancy. Okay. Go ahead, man. Take it so away. Triple H uh, retired this this past week officially um, from professional wrestling, in ring work. Um, another one. So it seems like our generation, you know, Undertaker's retired recently. Um, we just lost Razor Ramon, Triple H is officially retired. John Cena is officially retired. So it seems like everybody well, that... Wait. John Cena is retired? Semi-retired, I would oh, say. Oh, okay, okay, go ahead. I would say semi-retired. Um, all the people that we've come to, you know, grow up with and love or seem to be, you know, going away in some form or fashion. Triple H, obviously a huge impact in professional wrestling. The day he made the announcement, everybody on Twitter was praising how great he was and how much they loved his uh, in-ring work. I mean, he had so many career changes. Um, he was the the blue bu- blue blood, and then he was the game. Um, you know, with DX, um, you know, the Road Dog, Billy Gunn, X Pac, um, and then he just had so many career changes. He was very impactful in professional wrestling. I, you know, a funny story too. Um, my mom back in the day, we used to watch wrestling. Her favorite wrestler was Chris Jericho. She hated Triple H. For reasons unbeknownst to me, I don't know why she didn't like him. She just basically said he had a big fucking nose. That was the reason why. (laughs) Um, But God rest her soul, if she was here now, she would hate to see him, you know, retire in this fashion, you know, with all his health problems. But it it becomes a time in every wrestler's career where they have to hang up the boots. Triple H is one of the all-time greats. And to see him go out finally... Um, at this stage in his life, I think is a good thing because you only have so much to give. You only have so many matches that you can actually do in your career. Um, Triple H, for me personally, he was he was he was very good. I wouldn't say Triple H was you know my favorite personal wrestler of all time. Um, I enjoyed a lot of his matches. His matches with Cactus Jack and the Royal Rumble at No Way Out were phenomenal. Uh, my personal favorite uh, was the three stages of hell match with Stone Cold Steve Austin and No Way Out 2001. Um, Triple H actually won that match, and then they formed an alliance soon thereafter. Triple H was, uh, I mean, you just think about the career that he had over 25, 30 plus years, and how many people can actually, how many professional wrestlers can actually say they had a career for so long. There's only a handful of guys that actually can even be in that realm, that stratosphere, that upper echelon of, of you know, professional wrestling. So I think that Triple H, you know, phenomenal career over his time. And it's he's gonna be missed, uh, but there's certain times where they all have to hang it up. This is Triple H's time. Too bad we didn't get one kind of fine grand send off, say at like a WrestleMania or any kind of grand uh, match, um, a la maybe Undertaker, you know, some other greats. But you know, now's the time, and we just wish uh, Triple H the best and in his health and hopefully he can still have some input and impact in professional wrestling whether it's wwe um anywhere else uh, i doubt he'll ever leave wwe he's probably going to be there for life but triple h is he's uh, banging the boss's daughter yeah we we know that we know that we know that we know that so he's probably not going to go anywhere but the thing is with triple h you know he's going to be sorely missed and it's kind of fun going back and reminiscing on his career and all the matches he had and the first thing i think about triple h uh, one of the first things I think about Triple H is um, 
he's synonymous with the sledgehammer and he used that sledgehammer so many times knocking people out and he's gonna be missed and it's another one that we're not gonna see in the ring anymore and it's kind of sad but we're glad that he's still around and he's still healthy and we hope to see more of him on tv sooner than later I agree, uh, Neil. I, I for one am really sad to see him go. But I think we I think one thing that a lot of us fans kind of forget, I won't say don't know, we forget, is that these people are human. You know, they age like we do. Yeah, they look great in the ring and then they perform week after week, but they are human and they are aging as we are. They are um you know, they're they're actually if you if you think about it, their their bodies being put through hell week after week. And um I, it's just one of those natural things. He's aging. He's he's he can't be, you know. He can't be he he can't be forever. You know, the Triple H that he once once was, but will forever be a legend. Um, when you think of wrestling and you think of WWE, you think of Triple H. You think of everything that he's accomplished. You think. You you just think of the, of all the great things that he's brought to pro wrestling in general, and um, you, you know, I I am sad to see you know this day come. But I mean, I think we all kind of saw it was coming. Um, you can look at him and see it's coming. It's it's uh, he's he's older. He's you know he's he's a uh, in the suit most of the time now, where he's just you know helping the backstage younger guys get you know, their name out there and get their shine going. And they all thank him. I, I, I When I looked on Instagram, I seen all the outpouring love. Uh, Besides that they, Ryback. That they gave him. Fuck Ryback. Dude, they, that they <laughs> gave him. Um, you know, and they all thanked him for their careers and where, they, and where they've gotten, you know. And that's a, that says a lot because a lot of wrestlers aren't shy to, you know, shit on people who they don't really care for. And so you can, you can see the amount of love and um, respect they have for that man. Well, uh, I mean, so I'm the uh, younger generation here. The Jake Paul generation. <laughs> but mine would have to be, you know, the thing I remember him most of is the, the shit he would do with Randy Orton back in, like, say, like 2008, 2009. Uh, I think that was good shit. Um, I know we talked about it off the podcast, but something that came to mind is when uh, he did the home invasion to Orton, started throwing him everywhere, throw him through the fucking window. Uh, I mean, he's done a lot of crazy shit in the past, though, Triple H, man. By the way, how come Triple H never, was he, he was never arrested for that, right? So you go into a home invasion, and you break into somebody's house, you attack somebody, but he wasn't arrested for that angle, and see, right? when you guys watched it, it was like, you know, oh, this is a cool storyline, but for me, I was like, this motherfucker's gonna go to jail and I'm never going to see Triple H again. <laughs> you would think, like, he broke into somebody's house. He threw him through a window. If I'm Randy Orton, I'm pressing charges to the max. I'm like, hey, we're not going to have no WrestleMania match. Motherfucker, you're going to be in jail. No, wasn't <laughs> wasn't his, like, real wife in there, right? His real, uh, at the time, wife? I don't remember. Or was this. that an act? <laughs> I don't remember, but that wasn't really Randy Orton's house. It couldn't have been. They must have just, like, did they rent the house for the, for the shoot? For the or, day. For the day, and then Triple H was like, and Orton, we're going to have, like, you know, this brawl inside the house. Um, I don't know. It's just something to think about, you know, when you're watching this stuff. You're like, hey, it's just some random house because I figured, like, Randy Orton wouldn't live in a place like that. Not that it was a bad house or a bad no, neighborhood, I mean, but uh, it would be something better, right? Bro, I mean, Neil, you uh, you were mentioning the whole Katie Vick thing, like, off the podcast, too. Like, the shit he did was insane, man. I mean, okay, for people that don't remember back in 2002 – um, Triple H can, was trying to convince the wrestling world that Kane actually murdered somebody and he defiled a corpse in a casket. I think Triple H was dressed up as Kane or something like that. You guys can YouTube it if you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but yeah, so Triple H was trying to convince people that Kane was a murderer. The fact that they actually were able to get away with this on TV, it wasn't peak Triple H. <laughs> but it was something that they did in 2002 and he, you know he was still the game and he, he was you know in his prime career but it's just uh something that popped into my head when i was thinking about triple h and kind of reminiscing over these many years that he was around wrestling something that i you know personally thought of was uh this may be an easy question for some maybe a hard question for others uh do you think evolution or dx was more important in uh, triple h's career that's tough. Man. In my opinion, I think they both represented different eras of his life. I mean, DX was his early 20s, 
um, not early 20s, sorry, like, you know, in, in his 20s, you know, young, rebellious, and, you know, wild streak, you know, like how you have in life. You know, you when you're younger, you do dumb shit, and you, you know, that's your wild side. And then in evolution, representing him as, you know, the grown man that he is, the guy in charge that he is. And his maturity. The, his maturity, the best for business that he is. Uh, best for business type of guy that he and character that he displayed later on. So they were. I wouldn't say one was better than the other. They both just represented it, represented two different eras in his life. Shit, man, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh for me, then don't <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> for me, uh, so kind of what you said. I don't want to repeat too much of what you said, but I then don't. I highly, <laughs> highly agree. <laughs> Man, Cordell's on some shit tonight. Uh, no, but uh, Evolution, totally different aspect of his life. Um, I think Evolution helped Randy Orton's career and Batista's career way more than it helped Triple H's, but DX helped Triple H's career a lot more, if that makes sense. You guys feel that? Oh, I totally agree, because then you go back to Triple H and Shawn Michaels in the late 90s, and they're doing all this immature, crazy shit, outlandish stuff in the, the peak attitude era, and they're instrumental part of that. Time period. So evolution was, like I said, the maturity. The Triple H was already an established, you know, main event player, and you know by that time. So he helped string along Batista. He helped make him. He helped make Randy Orton. Ric Flair at the time was on his way out. On his way out, he was not in a really good spot. Um, obviously, Ric Flair too at the time was older. And, you know, mentally he wasn't there too, but Triple H was very instrumental in playing a huge part in revitalizing for a brief time Ric Flair's career. So it, it was two different time periods. And when you have such a long and storied uh, wrestling career, you're going to have stretches where um, you're going to deviate from what you did to what you're doing now to what you're going to do in the future. You're not going to do the same thing over again. So what was, me personally, what was better I like the DX Triple H more because I think it was more fun and more entertaining with him and Shawn Michaels. You know, maybe not so much later on when they kind of revisited that kind of, what was it, like 2000, the late 2000s. Well, of course not. It looks like two old guys trying to relive their past. Yes, you know, yeah. it's like the older guys and they're, they're trying to relive their college days or something like <laughs> that. But it was, it was still fun. It was still fun. We all enjoyed it to a certain extent. Um, Evolution... I love the song Evolution when they came on that theme. I thought it was fucking badass, by the way. I, that's one of my all-time one of favorites. Greatest, yeah. One of one of the best, uh, I think it's by Motorhead. So one of the best um, wrestling theme songs of all time, in my opinion. So Triple H had a huge impact in Evolution. And I think Evolution, I mean, they're all inducted in the Hall of Fame or will be once Randy Orton retires. But I think Evolution as a group should be inducted in the Hall of Fame if they're not already. They're probably not, but they should be. Not to deviate, but I, I know Randy Orton was making a comment that he could go another 10 years. Yeah, Randy Orton said he can wrestle too. He's 50 years old. I don't really give a shit about ages. If you can go in the ring, you can go in the ring. Uh, Randy Orton's uh, in early, I think he just eclipsed 40, 41 years old. So if he wants to go to two, he's 50 years old. And he just said a couple weeks ago he's having the most fun in his career with Brittle. Albeit, you can wrestle. I mean, Jesus Christ, we just... Uh, saw sting in a match this past week on dynamite at 62 years old he doesn't have to do any of this and we keep repeating it why are you doing it sting and you're still putting on matches with darby allen and i mean yes they're tag matches they're not one-on-one -on -one matches they would not put sting in a one-on-one -on -one match but you know wrestlers want to wrestle that's what they do best If you are looking to renovate your home or business, Prime Custom Renovations has your back. Prime Custom Renovations offers many interior and exterior work for your home and or business in Illinois and Wisconsin. Now, depending on the size of the project, Prime Custom Renovations can fly out directly to you to get your project done. Now, if you use code WALKER, W-A-L-K-E-R, you can get an exclusive personal offer off of your project. You can reach them at pcrenovations2021 at gmail.com or give them a call at 224-908-8626. That is pcrenovations2021 at gmail.com or give them a call at 224-908-8626. And make sure to use that code WALKER to get your exclusive offer off of your project.
right, guys, I kind of want to get into the whole WWE shit. Uh, there's not too, too much this week. Um, light week, by the way. Light week in uh, professional wrestling. Yeah, very, very light week. I think uh, I mentioned it on Wednesday Night Walker, if you guys check that out. Um, the whole Kevin Owens coming out of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, I, I talked about how I felt, which was just a quick summary. I thought it was good heat. I thought it was funny. Uh, there was a lot of people who were like, Back and forth. I mean, Twitter, uh, Instagram, every all the fans on there that I've seen, they were like, oh, this is hilarious. This is some good shit. Good job. I'm glad you guys did something right. And then I, the only person I saw who was uh, reputable is Vince Russo, where he's like, ah, that makes the fans feel stupid. I didn't think so, and I don't think anybody else thinks so uh, for the majority. So that's my take. Taz didn't like it either. I thought I read a comment about he didn't really like that. Um I think the majority of people, okay, so Monday Night Raw was in Chicago. Chicago, oh, so Kevin Owens did a gotcha thing. He got us twice. You're watching it, the glass shatters, Stone Cold Steve Austin, and you're like, oh, shit, he's coming out. Yes, fuck yeah, we're in Chicago, man. It's going to be electric. Nope, Kevin Owens in a ball cap comes out. Then he does it again. Now, that's something that I thought was funny, and I, I kind of was like mixed feelings about the whole Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kevin Owens thing at WrestleMania anyways. I'm kind of going back and forth at it. If you guys listened to the previous podcast, you'd probably know this by now. So he got us twice in Chicago. I feel that it was a good segment. It, it got the crowd reaction that WWE wanted. But the thing is, though, I I feel like they could have done more. I feel like... Stone Cold should have shown up in a way. Don't, what do you think about that, Smoke? Should Stone Cold Steve Austin should have showed up on Monday Night Raw in Chicago? Or mm. should it just been like, we'll just wait till Mania? I think it's a wait till Mania kind of thing. Or at least the night before, the week before uh, Mania. Um, I, they, that's how I feel. Um, I think this is too much of a buildup and a big buildup that they probably shouldn't have us see too much of Austin until it's the right time. So do you think, okay, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Kevin Owens are going to have a segment. Whatever they're going to do at WrestleMania, it is what it's going to be. Is it overshining or putting every other match on the back burner? Because I feel like we're talking about this more than a lot of other stuff we should be talking about. I'm fearful that they're probably going to overhype this match to fans. I feel like fans are going to go back to this whole little kid phase to where they start thinking that this big match is going to go on and they have to remember that Austin is a man of a certain age. And it's probably not going to be what they think it is, but... I think it's a nice little, you know, nice little thing to keep to get the kids going, and I think it'll be fun and exciting to see, and then it'll be over. Well, you guys have to also remember too is uh, it's still not considered an actual match. It's still within the uh, parameters. The, the yeah, the promo segment, uh, whatever the Owen show, right? Uh, so it's still not technically a match. Do you guys think it's going to turn into a match, or is that just what we're hoping for? Or? I think it's going to turn into a couple of stunners and then a, a couple of beer drinking, and that's it. We said this before a couple weeks ago. I don't even know how you would turn it into a match because Kevin Owens is going to have the Kevin Owens show. Stone Cold Steve Austin is going to come out. They're going to cut a promo on each other. Kevin Owens... Did something that we never thought we would see again, bringing Stone Cold Steve Austin into the forefront, into Mania. Not that he hasn't appeared on WrestleMania before since he's been retired. It's been 19 fucking years. But Dean said it before. Why would he mention 19 years since his last match if it wasn't going to be more than a, a couple stunners and a couple beers and you know some poses? I'm still on the fence on this. I don't think it's going to be a full-fledged match because it can't be because they haven't built it that way. And to make it a match at WrestleMania at the time, in the moment, a wrestling match, it would just be, I don't even know how you would book that. But Kevin Owens is going to get his ass kicked. We all want to see it because he was mocking Stone Cold Steve Austin on Monday Night Raw. Now, whatever happens at WrestleMania, I think they put it on Saturday night. I could be mistaken on that. I don't. It's not technically the main event, but it's going to be towards later of the night. That's going to be a highlight for a lot of people, so... We'll see what happens. Yeah, man. And uh, I don't mean to uh, deviate too much. It's just when, I think when uh, Cordell or someone, they mentioned, uh, oh, yeah, when, when when you guys said Stone Cold didn't show up, 
Uh, all I was thinking about is, you know, Cody Rhodes didn't show up. And I mentioned on Wednesday Night Walker again, uh, I kind of, you know, I kind of think he might show up on next Monday's episode because it's like the week before Mania. Some I disagree. Big shit might happen. You you don't think so? So I don't believe Cody Rhodes is going to show up on Monday Night Raw. He's going to show up at WrestleMania. Uh, let's play out the scenario here. So Seth Rollins freaked out on WrestleMania uh, on Monday Night Raw, saying that you know this was bullshit and it's a travesty that he, he didn't have a match at WrestleMania. So he's gonna actually crash WrestleMania and come out. He's gonna cut a promo saying that it's a travesty that he doesn't have a match and he deserves to be on the WrestleMania card. And then Cody Rhodes is gonna come out. You know his music's gonna hit and they're gonna have a match and he's finally gonna get his WrestleMania moment. The whole Seth Rollins freaking out thing, it's all a part, a part of the storyline and the build-up to the Cody Rhodes-Seth Rollins confrontation at WrestleMania. I do not think they're going to tease Cody Rhodes beforehand. We all know that he signed. It's no secret. It's all over you know, social media and various news outlets. So he's not going to give away. They're not going to show their hand just yet. They're going to wait till that WrestleMania when Seth Rollins comes out, crash WrestleMania, and that's going to be the match. And it's yeah, it's going to be Stardust will appear. Start well, that'd be crazy, right? <laughs> just a, okay, just imagine that. So Stardust comes out, and everybody that would be would, the end of everything. Everybody will lose their fucking minds that Stardust makes an appearance and has a feud with Seth are Rollins you, at, at WrestleMania. Are you going here? Is the theme music Stardust? Dude, we'd get the same, like, sad feeling over us when uh, Lesnar won the fucking Rumble when he came back out and won. I think we're going to get that same deflated feeling if we see fucking Stardust pop up. Just imagine Cody Rhodes has been been hyped up, you know, in secret for these coming weeks after leaving, a- after leaving AEW, and he comes out as Stardust. Just imagine. Would that, okay, so would that get us talking about Cody Rhodes more as Stardust or <laughs> Cody Rhodes less about not being Stardust? I don't even know. I think it would be. I, how, how, how do you guys think WWE would, would, would try to play that when he comes in? Be like, all right, you guys, I'm ready for Mania tonight. He goes, okay, great. So we have this silver face paint. Right, and we they hand him the fucking face. We be like, be like, like, you're not gonna be Stardust. You're not gonna be Stardust. We just want you to have some nice face paint. We have this also metallic uniform. Again, you're not gonna be Stardust. It has a star on it, but you're not gonna be Stardust. I wonder how they will play him. How he will react that way? Nah, I I don't know, man. I think uh, I I think if we have at least Cody. Now you guys disagreed or. Damon, I don't, I don't know if you disagree or not. I think Cody Rhodes. I disagree Rhodes, with everything you say. <laughs> fuck off, man. I'm telling you, man, you've been on some shit tonight. <laughs> uh, well, no, I, I do agree not to cut you off, but to no. cut you off. All right. I believe that. Um, I believe that Cody Rhodes will be a, will be appearing at WrestleMania. I think they're dropping little bombs and clues because Seth Rollins um, actually t- put a post up on Instagram about a text message between him and Vince about someone wanting to meet him in um, meet him in the office on Monday. And, te- and Seth re- responded in the caption with, oh, I guess Raw will have a show on Monday. Um, to me, it's some great buildup, and uh, I think it will be great to see. In my opinion, I still do not believe, <laughs> I still do not believe that, I still do not believe that Cody Rose should appear until Mania night. I disagree. I disagree. I, don't I think, think I asked, but okay. I, <laughs> I want my given anyway, uh, dude. Uh, if if Cody Rhodes pops up on Monday, I think there's gonna be a huge, huge reaction. I think it's not a it's not a secret enough for him to pop up at Mania. If it was a full blown secret, I think so. But since we all kind of know, I think he has to pop up. On so Monday. you so you don't want a Becky and Bianca situation where. Becky took the place of Sasha and just and and took that title. Absolutely fucking not. Oh, well, it's a good thing I didn't ask you about your opinion. God, <laughs> are you like you're not like stone cold in my ass right now? You know that? <laughs> I, I just think that I don't know. I think it should wait till Mania. But you're right. Maybe maybe on Monday night, you know, Raw they'll they'll do something that'll uh, have you know have fans wanting more. So maybe he will show up this Monday night. I mean, personally, it's, I, I really cannot watch Raw live. Uh, there's there's a couple things that I like, like as, like we were talking about, the Rollins, the Rhodes, the Owens, the, the Stone Cold, but 
I don't think there's really anything else on Raw that I enjoy. I mean, everybody's like, everybody's getting fucked up. I mean, they don't even have the Intercontinental and the United States Championship on the WrestleMania card. So why the fuck should I watch it during Raw? It's a travesty. We talked about Ricochet being underutilized and underappreciated for how many years now? And he won the Intercontinental title from Sami Zayn, who's Dean Walker's favorite wrestler, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? Not of all time. I think he's over. How's that, how's that working out over. for Sami Zayn um, going against Johnny Knoxville? But anyways. Did he take well, a poor, bath this Poor Sami Zayn, man. Poor Sami Zayn. Dude, his Sami Zayn? It doesn't matter what his name is. God, you know what? Let's talk about somebody more important. You know, typically Neil fucks Tamina. Tamina, man, get the fuck. Tamina is who we need to be focused on. No, we don't. Dear God, it's not Jobber of the Week yet. Second, all right, it's not the second. We're, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We'll, we'll wait. She she could be Jobber of the Week every every week. So, all right. So going back to Ricochet, when the that Jobber of the Week is getting more cheers from the crowd than your big and your faves, and definitely more than Sami Zayn. Is Tamina wrestling at WrestleMania? She doesn't have to, Neil. She's not twenty four seven champion like Dana Brooke is. Is that title being defended at WrestleMania? I'm sure it will if they have, you know, a commercial break. That would be on the pre, 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 pre show. Well, yeah, let me ask you something. Well, let me ask you something, Neil and Dean. What show are you on? We're on Marking Out. I'm on Wednesday Night Walker, bitch. <laughs> oh. I got okay. my whole ass own episode. That's right. You know why? Because Dean Walker's the greatest of all time, baby. That's why. So, yeah, Tamina has the upper hand on this, uh, clearly. <laughs> Ricochet is not wrestling at WrestleMania for the Intercontinental title against whomever, and it's a joke. Same thing with Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Uh, they should have had a match together. Don't know why they didn't book it that way. Apparently on SmackDown on Friday, by the time you guys listen to this, it might be already over. We don't know yet, but we want you to listen as soon as possible. They're going to have a battle royal on SmackDown, which is a fucking joke. I feel like that's the go-to. That's the if we if, When all else fails, have a battle royal. Why? Not to not to help progress anyone's career, but just to simply fill in a spot and just give something for people to do. And that's completely it. Um, I think Ricochet is too much of a talented wrestler, too much of a good, great in-ring performer to be not mentioned or even considered for a, a, a mania spot. And I th- this goes back to what I told you, Neil, before. Um, I believe this wouldn't have happened if Ricochet was a heel. Because they just they, they they never miss out on giving the heel um, a heel champion you know a mania spot. So he just beat Sami Zayn. There's no way he could have been a heel at this this early junction in his Intercontinental Title reign. Well, I didn't time his heel turn. I just said that it wouldn't have happened if he was heel. He, I mean Ricochet to me, he seems always like he'll be a face. I don't think he. We we thought that about Bailey as well, and Bailey was Bailey flipped. Heel. Yes, Bailey, Bailey still doesn't know how to be a fucking heel. All she does is obnoxiously scream, laugh, and weird. she and then she and you know what she does? She's like, oh, how does a heel act? Oh, let me wear all black and then just fucking stupidly scream. That's not a fucking. Bailey heel. went looked up how to be a heel one on one on Google and just search oh all black annoying laugh change my fucking haircut. Oh, uh, I mean, damn! Did she not text y'all back? With she's a, she's a good, <laughs> she's a good performer. She's a good fucking uh, wrestler. Whatever the fuck WWE wants to call them, sports entertainers. She's good. Uh, is she a good heel? Nah, I think she's too fucking basic. You know how I feel about heels. Uh, I want Dean to be one of the greatest heels. I try my best. Now, is she a good heel? No, that's my vote. No, you know what? I'm gonna put a poll. I'm gonna put a poll. Why don't you guys vote? Say is Dean right? Is is Bailey a good heel? Yes or no? I'm gonna I'm gonna put that down below on Spotify. You wanna go ahead and vote? Go ahead. Okay, so everyone, we know who Bailey hit and quit. So um, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to you know back to Ricochet because uh, some people sound a little bitter. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move on. Um, yeah, I think it's tragic that Ricochet is being you know not thought about at all. Um, I would hope that he had turned heel. Um, he will, he, I'm sorry, will turn heel in the future. You know, I think that's the only thing that can save his reign. But other than that, a lot, a lot of the times when they're, when you're an afterthought like this, you're probably a filler champ and the filler champ won't be champ for long. 
that's a shame too because Ricochet. Just think about this: Ricochet is one of the best wrestlers on planet Earth, and he is not defending in his Intercontinental Title on WrestleMania. But is he the greatest sports entertainer, man? That's all Vince cares about, right? He is not the greatest sports entertainer. He's a great wrestler. Now he's the, is he the draw that Vince wants him to be? Is he Samoan? He's not Samoan. <laughs> he's not Samoan. It's a shame too because the Intercontinental Title. Being defended at WrestleMania has a long story history. You have HBK versus Razor Ramon at WrestleMania 10, and perhaps the greatest uh, ladder match that there ever was. You have Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper at WrestleMania 8. You have a host full of great intercontinental title matches at WrestleMania that can sometimes outshine the main events at WrestleMania. And to not have the Intercontinental title or the United States title defended at WrestleMania, it's a travesty because it's supposed to be, you know, the second important titles um, in comparison to the main titles that they have. You typically have the best workers hold the Intercontinental title uh, more so than the United States title at, you know, at certain points. And Ricochet can, you're telling me Ricochet cannot put on a performance of a lifetime a la Shawn Michaels or any other best workers at a WrestleMania. He doesn't have it physically in him to do it. I think he can. He can have one of the best matches on the card, but not given the opportunity, Smoke. How is he supposed to prove that he's a worthy Intercontinental Champion where he can't even get on WrestleMania? Well, I agree. And, you know, I'm all about giving opportunity and people, you know, using the opportunity to do something great. But, as I said before, he even if he may be all these great things of being a great wrestler, does he have the character to, to you know, to push, you know, to give his title reign, you know, that... that Memorable, those memorable moments that we need. I mean, Ricochet is kind of a more quiet guy. Um, I feel like he should be. I feel like him going heel would work wonders for him. I really do. And then having a valet um, by his side would help boost him. It's small things that you know, you know that it's small things that WWE has done time and time again that actually still do take effect and actually help these wrestlers out. I think he needs a valet. And I think Ricochet needs to turn heel. He and I think we'll see a different side to him. He needs to add another layer to his his uh, character, and I think that might be, you know, that might be what we need. I mean, to rejuvenate his career, there's nothing like a good heel change. I mean, you go from a mid card guy, baby face, all of a sudden you become a heel, and then you're main event player. Will it work out for Ricochet? It could. It's all about the opportunity that is given. It is all about the opportunities that are given. I, don't, I think I've been telling you this for the last three weeks, especially when it comes to the women's tag. Shout out to Naomi and Sasha. We're not going to get into that right now. At <laughs> this fucking triggered Neil, man. We're not going to get into that right now, but it is a travesty. So Damian it's Priest, glow time. Damian Priest was United States champion for 190-something days. And he had the longest United States title reign. And and what was his most memorable moment? That's not the point. He had the longest (laughs) title reign um, besides Dean Ambrose since like 2013. And the fact that he didn't get a chance and opportunity to kind of showcase what he's been doing. He's had the best run of his career. People may have liked him in NXT, but now he's had the best run of his career it was it the most memorable United States title run? Probably not, because you can go back to Dean Ambrose. You can go oh, that's back. That's why to, you couldn't name it. You can go back to MVP, who had a good United States title run, and the fact that he is not being able to showcase what he can do at WrestleMania is another travesty. I feel like Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Ricochet—they're looked down upon, and I don't know why that is about Vince McMahon. Damian Priest can be a main event player if Vince wanted him to be. Finn Balor has had mixed success on the main roster. Ricochet, we've been he's incredibly talented. He's average on the mic, and maybe that's the problem. If he had better mic skills, he can actually be a main event guy because there's nothing he can't do in the ring. Tell me what's one thing Ricochet can't do in the ring. There's nothing he can't do. He could probably do a little technical. He's one of the best high flyers anybody's ever seen. Why is he not at WrestleMania showcasing what he can do? It's fucking bullshit. Again, what I was saying to you was he could be the best wrestler that they have, but can he put on a show 
character-wise, is this somebody that you would really want to see week after week with with just amazing skills in the ring? I, I just want to throw it in there. Do you think because he doesn't have the uh, the 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 mic skills, would you want to see him turn back into the Prince Puma to where maybe he just doesn't talk and he kind of shows what he does in the ring so that if you see his face, you know Ricochet's face, you expect him to talk. Maybe it would get rid of that stigma. I don't. I'm not sure. Pretty, it's kind of just a random. Boy. Well, you know, like you won't see a guy like you know without a mask. Like somebody with a mask, you don't expect to talk too much. For some reason, that's just not what they do. We talked about that before. You don't need to have a great promo to be success. Exactly. Sm- I, I agree. Smoke mentioned it. If he had a valet manager, whatever you want to call it, talk for him, especially a female. I think would work. It would gel. It would click. It would work really well. And to say into Selena Vega, make it happen. Selena Vega, actually, that that might work. I'm not definitely not high in Selena Vega. By the way, she's only won one match this entire year. But I think those two together, I've thought about it often. Those two together, I think, can make magic happen. So you put somebody like Selena Vega with Ricochet. She, so she's great. Okay, so she's the opposite of Ricochet. Ricochet, phenomenal in the ring. So-so mic skills. Selena Vega, great shit talker. She can cut a really good promo okay in the ring you put them together, together they, they help each other out they can help each other out tremendously in their careers and selena vega please ditch that horrible horrible english accent but ricochet it's a travesty we're fine for you man you have to be on the wrestlemania card and the fact that you are not and damian priest and finn balor the best wrestlers wrestlers not sports entertainers wrestlers that wwe has and we have to suffer with all these fucking celebrities on the card just makes me want to fucking puke. And, uh, hey, before we move on to AEW, I really do want to say, do you guys watch NXT at all? Be honest, if you didn't watch it, I'll mention something, but did you guys watch it? Not a single second. No. All right, well, okay, you don't have to watch it to know. You you guys know Solo, right? Uso's brother? Yes. Uh, do you... Do you think when he goes to the main roster, do you think they're going to pair him with the uh, the Bloodline, the Usos, anything like that? I, or do you think it's going to be separate? If you guys remember, with you know, off off you know off mic, I was telling you guys for weeks and months, I believe the Usos have another brother that is going to be coming into WWE soon. He had been training for a while, Ring of Honor and stuff like that. I was like, he's coming, and they're going to get him soon. He's a bigger guy. He's actually bigger than. He's actually bigger than the both of them, um, than the than both Usos. So um, I think that he will be. I think once once they get the bloodline a little bit bigger, I think that's when he'll join, and then they'll make an example out of him. He's gonna be the rebellious brother, and then they're gonna make an example out of him, and then he's gonna fall in line just like the other two did. And uh, but this is obviously, I, I in my opinion, I think this will take place probably. After the Rock kind of gets involved in this situation a little later, um, I I think you know Solo's got it. Uh, I I think you're born with it, whatever it is. I can't explain if you're born with it or not. I think Solo's got it. Um, he got the apple. He ain't missing the tea. I'm sorry, I saw that on the reality show. I shouldn't have <laughs> said that. The I'm sorry. I Mr. saw it on Mr. the reality uh, show. Mr. Actor over here always keeps up with his reality. I too. saw it on the reality show. That I thought it was funny. Um, I think the only other thing that caught my eye is you know Legato, uh, Del Fantasma. I think they're gonna be great uh, with uh, you know Escobar and shit. I think I would like to see what they would do on the main roster. I don't want them to have that same uh, issue that fucking uh, uh, Swerve's team had where they got onto SmackDown and then immediately let go. I want them to have a chance. But uh, I just wanted to say that to wrap up the WWE segment of the podcast. And uh, I don't know. That's uh, I mean, I do like the whole Dolph Ziggler and NXT thing. I think he's going to drop it back to uh, to Breaker. I know Ziggler's just a quick transitional champion, all that kind of stuff, yada, yada. Uh, but, I mean, it's one of the... I want to go over NXT a little bit. I don't, I don't know, man. I think uh, it was easier for me to watch NXT than it was to watch Raw this week. I'm just gonna say that. I will just say, and I don't say that often. NXT has gotten easier to watch with Nikita there doing her splits. Moment of silence for the split, dude. That was weeks ago, man. Get over that shit. And I'm still, <laughs> and I'm still caught up in uh, it. Shit. And I believe I said moment of silence. Hey, so jumping into AEW, I wanted to uh, personally, this is Dean Walker, um, personally talk to uh, Thunder Rose. I'm going to call you out real quick, all right? 
Um, I want to congratulate you on your win. I think you're an amazing wrestler. I think that uh, I think you're doing good. Um, something about you rubs me the wrong way. Uh, and that don't matter. Not everybody likes everybody. I think you're, you probably were, uh, and are probably a good person. All right. I'm not, I'm not a dick. I don't like to call people out. I'm not, uh, not here to stir shit up, but, but yeah, here you are. No, I just want to ask and she ain't going to see this. So, uh, I'm sure the viewers or the listeners probably have seen this. So what the fuck, what the fuck was it about her getting offended? by uh by an old Brock Lesnar segment with Eddie Guerrero you're offended by somebody you're supposed to be offended Brock Lesnar was a heel doing a heel fucking thing you, I, I just fans getting offended I I can see it it's like it's like a fucking fan getting offended at a at a comedy show right that happens you shouldn't but fucking people do what they want right people are sensitive even more nowadays I get it um is it right no but but here's my thing. But you're a pro wrestler, right? You're not just a, you're not a sports entertainer. You're an, you're an AEW guy. You're you're a professional wrestler and you know what a heel is. You know what a face is. Why did you get offended by something that you know wasn't to be taken serious? So, was she offended looking back at it now or at the time? I don't know and I don't care. All I <laughs> all I know is is that this motherfucker, right? And uh, I say this with all due respect, she's an amazing talent. But what the fuck, man? That's not the first time somebody's done like that. Roddy Piper in the early 80s was going against somebody. I, I don't know, but we can look it up. Are you talking he, about the black paint? No, no, no. This was oh, something different. Something no, this wasn't like... Um, yeah, he did that at WrestleMania where Roddy Piper had half his uh, body painted black and the other half was regular skin color. Do we know why, by chance? I've seen the picture, but I'm too young for that. Then. I honestly, I don't remember the reason. There had to be a reason for it. Was it something dealing with being Scottish? Because I've seen that happen before. And but usually it's blue face paint, right? It's, it can be blue, but I've seen black too. But, but yeah, he was came he out. going against a black opponent? He was. Mm. Okay, so that's kind of well, weird. I might man. not be a fan anymore. Um, that, that part, so going, yeah, so going back to Thunder Rosa being a friend of by a Brock Lesnar segment from umpteen many, you know, many years ago. So pipe like from 2004, wasn't it? Pipe, yeah, uh, something like that. Go something ahead. like that. So back in the early 80s, Piper did the uh, same thing with. Uh, he came out uh, to the so-called Mexican national anthem. It was La Cucaracha, and you know, listening and reading stuff about that. I mean, the audience and the crowd would look like they were. They probably didn't think it was a good idea, but Piper thought it was genius. I mean, he was the ultimate heel in the eighties, man. He was one of the best heels of all time. <laughs> so coming out to that song in front of a Mexican crowd, I mean, you're going to think, Oh my God, they're going to kill us. I mean, okay. I did. That reminded me you had uh Jericho got, you know, he definitely got yelled at for this. He might've been suspended or at least taken off TV. But if you guys remember, he, I don't know if it was a live event, house show, uh, or TV, but he, like, he was in a different country and he, like, took someone's flag and, like, threw it or some shit or did something to a flag. That's, he might have. Do you guys remember, um, did it Shawn Michaels take the Canadian flag and rub it on his crotch and yeah, put it in yeah, his yeah, nose? He started, so like, he fucking... put the Canadian flag in his nose and cleaned out his nose with the Canadian flag. Yeah, and it's just, it's nowadays people don't do that shit because people are too sensitive and nobody really like understands it for my my examples are okay so i love bill burr right i mention him all the time the guy is one of my favorite comedians dude he will bash women for 45 minutes on stage and everyone's clapping even the women because they know it's fucking hilarious and it's all jokes because it's jokes and there's truth behind it it's not for the sake of being mean but there's got to be some there's it's some truth every kernel it's it's all a kernel of truth but it's all a joke you know yes. like it's all taken behind lightly. every joke there's some truth to it it's not out of thin air um or anything like that but in wrestling terms thunder rosa being offended by a brock lesnar se segment all those years ago that's her personal opinion. Like, we give our personal opinions on professional wrestling and the state of professional wrestling and any other thing we want to talk about. I, what, I'm not Mexican. I wouldn't be offended by it. I'm My family's from Poland. Now, if you want to make a bunch of Polish jokes or us being stupid <laughs> or dumb blondes or, you know, whatever, go ahead. That's fine with me. I'm not going to get offended by that stuff, especially when you're a professional wrestler and trying to garner heat.
No, that's what you're trying to do. There is a line when you are a heel, right? You can you can go to the crowd and you can be like, you guys are filthy, disgusting slobs, blah blah, right? You can get cheap heat. That's cool. Uh, if you go to the crowd and you start swearing and being like your race, and you, if you're like intentionally racist, it's not even really cool anymore. It's kind of like it's off-putting. You know what I'm saying? But nobody's been doing that. I don't think Lesnar did that. Uh, he, he was feuding he with Eddie. Take it that far. He was shooting with Eddie Guerrero. And Eddie Guerrero and Lesnar were best fucking friends in the back. Yeah. You know, it's 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 just insane to me. I just wanted to you know throw that out there. I know it's been almost six minutes of me rambling on about this, but uh, but Thunder, but Rosa, what I don't know what you want me to call you. Um, but anyway, I want to say congrats. Good job. You did great. But can you just not? Can you just not? That's all I want to say. Just not. I'm not even gonna finish. Just just don't. Anyway, uh, Varsity Blondes, I think they're doing great. I really want to see them uh, in a better position before uh, before uh, they... What position would you like to see them in? Bro. You got two, two yeah, blondes. Men. Two blondes. All right. Uh, you see, you see your, your head's in the clouds, man. That's not, that's not what I was well, Your head's in there. What position they going to be in? All right, moving on from that one, too. I'm just going to pretend I never said anything. Uh, but, no, in reality, I, I would... Uh, Get it together, man. I would Get like to together. see them in a better spot spot on the card. There you go. See, now you, make a joke out of that one. Go ahead. You would like to see them in a better spot on a card? What kind of card? Okay, so Jeff Hardy took a really cool <laughs> table <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, Jeff Hardy's doing good. Uh, Varsity Blondes are doing good. Punk's doing his thing. MJF with Wardlow's doing his fucking thing. Good to see Lethal. All that kind of shit. Uh, Dynamite was uh, not too much to talk about. I'm trying. I'm trying real hard to fucking think of things. But uh, I just have one question. Yeah, what's up, man? What's did, that? Did anybody see Jay Cargill? I mean, we try to see her every week in some form or fashion. Um, but I mean, speak for yourself, man. Uh, I'm a I'm a happily uh, in a relationship. So we didn't am I. Ask for that. Um, so anyways, I'm in a happy anyone, relationship. Did anyone see Jay Cargill? I don't remember asking it for anyone's marital. See, status. Damon's the bachelor over here. All right. So, uh, Mr., uh, I'm not going to say your delight name. I, I refuse to call you that. I just want you to call it me. I'm one not going to call you. Call it. I'm not going to call you. Say it. No. Please. No. Call me the greatest of all time, and I'll call you it. <laughs> Let's move on. Not I'm not happen. calling you pretty boy either, man. Uh, Neil, ain't calling you that either. Look, the point. What time is it after 12 o'clock? What, 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 what's another? You know? Midnight. Hmm. I'm not saying the other word. Isn't there a creamer called something? What is it called? Don't you use it? Coffee mate? <laughs> no. Midnight one? coffee mate. No. Yeah, that's no, you, bro. What's the other one? <laughs> What's the other one? Uh, let's see. We got... It starts with the oh, D. Oh, Midnight yeah. Starbucks cream? No. Midnight it, it starts sugar... With, it starts wait, with a wait, D. Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, did somebody... Are we Are we talking about coffee right We're now? We're not. Are we talking about coffee right now? Let me take a sip. And that, ladies and gentlemen... Good shit. So let me let me let me he, talk about what he I'm. He slurps the pole dry. So this is this is what I'm drinking right now. This is coffee talk with Walker. What I'm drinking? Wait, it's right not Wednesday <laughs> it's yet. Not. It, it really, don't matter. No one wants to hear it this right matter. now. This is about I me right now. One simple question: <laughs> Did anyone see Jay Cargill? By the way, I thought I knew what a ten was. Then I saw Jade. Are you talking about Ty Dillinger, man? Because he's the he's the chairman ten, now. Ten, ten, no, he he's the chairman. <laughs> I just refuse to give in to any of your guys' uh, teenage hormone. Uh, You're the baby here. I know, and I'm the one keeping it together. Listen, you have yet to see the light. I don't I don't even want to know what kind of light you're talking about, man. Or the midnight delight light. God, I'm not ta- I'm not I'm not gonna call you midnight something. <laughs> Twelve o'clock. You're, you know, no, fuck you. Well, we're moving on. <laughs> um. So back to what the world is wanting to hear. I'm drinking. No one has to hear that. Everyone, dude. Coffee talk is the number one trending show in America, man. It's it's happening. It revolutionized the podcast game. 
Dude, the AM, ASMR queens and kings of the world, man, they are trying to take coffee sips, too. I took over the fucking world with my coffee talk. What? What delusions are you? What? What do you Delusions of grandeur here with his coffee talk, I'm everybody. Like, I'm like, I'm I got both my contacts, and I ain't seen anything else but the truth. I, and coffee talk is the greatest show of all time by, by the greatest professional wrestler of all time, Dean Walker. So now that their tragic monologue is over, <laughs> let's let's move on. Back to reality, everybody. <laughs> oh, it was it was great to see Lethal on the uh, on the show. I wonder what coffee Lethal drinks. What do you guys think? Who who the fuck cares? <laughs> um, like you want to know what drawers he wears too? Like the fuck? Oh, this is coffee talk, isn't it? No, no. I don't know what the fuck you guys are talking about. Then we were talking um, about Jay Lethal. You talking about what coffee he drank? Why do you want to swallow his spit? What? Damn, man. <laughs> You always going way too far. Listen, uh, Lethal. I'm sorry, your, man. Hold lethal, your head if you back, hold you by the throat and lethal, just spit in your mouth. Lethal, buddy. If you heard this, man, I'm so sorry about that. Uh, Twelve o'clock. I mean, does Twelve have o'clock. A great gay fan base. I'm sure. <laughs> Twelve o'clock. Coffee. Uh, coffee creamer over here. He's. He, he doesn't know what he's talking about. You know. Fucking. <laughs> I'm trying to talk about the rest of you talking about what coffee he drinks, bro. Look, I don't know what the fuck's going on here, right? What what about you, PB? I ain't gonna call you pretty. Wait, boy. wait, wait, wait. Let's All right, go peanut back. butter. What do you think, man? Peanut butter. Why yeah, you call me peanut PB butter for? for no, no, no. It's pe- pretty pe- boy. Uh, peanut butter. Okay, go ahead. Do your line. What were we talking about? Who who are you guys even? I forgot who you guys are. Jay. So, the only Lethal. person I see in this world is Dean Walker. It's hey. great. It's great to see Jay Lethal on national television, not in fucking like Impact or something. Wait a Whoa. minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-oh, wait a he's minute. He's gonna be pissed. See, I was playing nice with the both of you until you mentioned that. First of all, Impact is what made Jay Lethal a household name. Without that, Jay Lethal. We know be that shit. smoke. We know okay, where so he came act from. Like you know. Act like you know. It's good to see his talents applied on a national stage. It it was a national stage at the time when his talents were being showcased. It is not his fault that Impact has dropped the ball and not been able to pick it back up. Listen, you cum-guzzling bitch. No one wants to hear about your fucking coffee sips, okay? You know, I I, I shouted out Folgers last week uh, or earlier in the week. Hey, man. I, I shouted them out in a negative. Uh, I took it personally that you were dissing Folgers because I drink Folgers every fucking morning before I go to my day job. Exactly. And it gets me going throughout the day. You made a good point. I do kind of remember <laughs> s- vaguely thinking of like a you commercial. Picture, picture a guy in like a flannel and his nice A flannel little, on know. a tractor yeah. on, and sunrise or okay. something like that. Yeah, I don't exactly. know where that exactly came from, but I feel like it's a real thing. And this, ladies yes, and gentlemen, are you. your role models, the dad bods. The dad, who? But I don't have a dad bod. I have a f- fucking physique. Damn, when was the last time you worked out, man? <laughs> you couldn't even get it out, so I know that's a lie. You don't even believe that one. Um. Anyway, I don't work out. I just work. You know, wake up like this. You I don't, know, I don't black know where, man. I don't know where the fuck this morning. podcast is going to. Um, last time I remembered, we were talking about coffee. Listen, so what I'm drinking right we were now... We're never talking about coffee. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm drinking Folgers. You don't have to ask me twice. And on that note, everyone, this I'll is Marking Out, and we are signing out. No, no, no. Before, before we note. go, before we go, before we go, I'm using a powder cream this time, okay? Uh, it is sugar-free vanilla powder cream. I'm not just using cream. I'm using powdered cream. Also, send hook, everyone. Send hook. Seriously, send hook. Dude, Danhausen, this motherfucker, <laughs> he tried cursing him on his way, on Hook's way out. I thought that was fucking hilarious. I didn't really know who Danhausen was. I, I listened to a lot of podcasts with him, Talk is Jericho. Um, and then a couple other ones that now I for, fucking forgot the name of. Uh, wow. Sorry, other podcasts out there. Um, by the way, Marking Out is the professional wrestling podcast in the entire fucking world. Just going to point that out. Um, but there's one last thing that everybody asks for besides coffee talk. I'll give it to you. Besides coffee talk, there's one other thing people ask for. Jobber of the week goes to Apollo Crews getting fed to Omos uh, earlier in the week and Commander Aziz. Apollo Crews had a brief United States title run. I don't even remember it. Does anybody? Because I don't. Apollo Crews, incredibly talented, had a good NXT run. He was kind of 
another guy that people were championing um, years ago to be, you know, hey, you got to push Apollo, you got to push Apollo, you got to push Apollo. And he comes up to the main roster, has a brief success. He changes his accent. He's from uh, Nigeria, I believe, changes his colors to green and white. And now he's getting fed to Omos, and he's the jobber of the week. Where does Apollo Crews go from here? I don't know. But jobbing to a guy over seven feet tall, you know, four, five hundred pounds, whatever he is, is not where you want to be. And he needs to get away from that. And smoke, that's my jobber of the week. I would have to definitely agree with your jobber of the week. I'm going to be honest with you. With Apollo Crews, I've been very disappointed with his career lately, and I think he should be too. Um, at some point, you have to be honest with yourself and realize that you are not going anywhere. Um, what I feared with Apollo Crews, and I honestly had a, I honestly kind of feared this from the beginning that he would become another nameless, faceless, but add a num another number to it, uh, black man in WWE where he didn't really, he didn't really stand out. I think he, I just don't think that he's gonna make a name for himself like that will be long lasting. If I'm being honest with you. You think Apollo would be good in AEW? I think he would, but Apollo has to have some type of character to him, and he has to add to his character. Do you think he has that ricochet thing to where they got it, yes, and they yes, fucking yes. got it, but they're just not... They just not... And the same thing happened to Ricochet. Another black man, by the way. Um, that was not intentional. That is not intentional, <laughs> no. Um, but I will say this. I'm very strong about that, and it's not a race thing. It's not, but... WWE has made it that way over the years, and it's kind of, it kind of is, and it's like, I, I just really, I root for them, and I try to make, and it's not just, oh, I want to see them on top, I want to see them do better, and have better segments, um, I, I, I don't know what it is, I feel like effort is never put into these type of wrestlers, and I feel like they're just now getting on the wave of, um, you know, Hispanic wrestlers, I feel like, or Asian wrestlers, and I feel like right now the Hispanic wrestlers is the wave right now, and you should never treat someone's race as a trend. That is very disrespectful, As and even though they have, um, I know some of you guys are going to feel like, where, how did he get to this? If you look closely, you will see what I'm talking about. You just have to kind of not be so combative and try to yes. argue with me about it. If you look at what I'm saying, look at what I'm Look at, at what look it at is the evidence. and look at the evidence. Look at the track see. history. And, and and it's not all them. The wrestlers allow some of this stuff to happen. Um, I just feel like there's no effort being put into these wrestlers. Well, it's it's the it's it's really anybody who uh, comes from an ethnic background or a different background. Basically, anybody who's not white. Uh, if you notice, if you're a white guy, you could have a you could have a gimmick as a as a as a policeman. Um, or a gimmick as like a slithering viper or a gimmick as a guy who wears a baseball cap and kisses babies. You have a gimmick, but if you're ethnic or just non-white, whatever the case, on you and then you are, you the your gimmick is your race. You know what I'm saying? Like if you, if you're a different race than white, that's your gimmick. But if you're white, you have an actual gimmick. Have you guys noticed that in WWE? I have. And I'm going to be honest with you. And I know this is a very controversial person. But I want to say that one of the people that I think... I remember telling you this, Neil. One of the only people that I think I really vibed with was Velveteen Dream. And I'm going to tell you why. Because his was completely different. It was something out of the box. Weird, yes. But it was... I won't even say completely different. He was embodying... Prince. If any of you are a Prince fan, you would know he was embodying embodying Prince. And um, Prince, he even said himself, he didn't even know who Prince was like that until he came up with the character, saw him on the magazine and said, this is who I want my character and, and to Velveteen be. Velveteen Dream, dude, he was one of my favorite guys in the ring, not personally. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, <laughs> he personally, you know, I don't care for a lot of them. But, you know, I will, on TV, I would say... He was a standout to me. He could have went extremely far. I, I saw him as the next um, Hulk Hogan in a lot of ways. And I said that to you, Neil, plenty of times. Maybe Hulk Hogan's like, a little uh, strong. Gimmick-wise? Gimmick-wise. Um, but, I mean, like, I feel like he was someone that people would really have loved to see him come out. And he had a bright future ahead of him with, you know, WWE. But it was different. And to me, I feel like they put these tights on black wrestlers and send them out there. And then you are just that. You are black. And mm -hmm. then you are... You are black. You you are supposed to be this badass. You're supposed to be 
um, a gangster, uh, jewelry, all this stuff. That I honestly, personally, I think that's why Naomi does her best to stand out. Naomi comes out with like different attire every week. Naomi tries to do different colors. I think Naomi is scared of being trapped in a box. Sasha herself, I think, is scared of being trapped in a box. I do want to say, Sasha, uh, I don't. I think she got out of that uh, fucking thing where that's not her gimmick. Her race is not her it, gimmick. It doesn't apply to no, her. She's no, it doesn't. She's definitely far from it, but which it, is fantastic. It doesn't apply, but I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people also thought Sasha... I'm sorry. A lot of people also thought that Sasha was Puerto Rican, and they did not know that she was half black. Not her, I'm, I'm not saying her like her true diehard fans. I'm saying a lot of people just watching regular, you know, who didn't care, they thought she was Puerto Rican or Spanish. And so the, she didn't get caught in that, you know, same frame. But even the Usos, a lot of people were like, they thought the they bumped the Usos into being black. If it wasn't for people knowing that they were Rakishi's sons, they wouldn't have even known they that they oh, were. Oh, it's because what you're saying is because of the way they dress. The way they dress and, and stuff, they thought that they were black. And like, and I was like, no, the Usos are not black in any capacity. So... Um, we're gonna, all Roman, by the way, but I guess Roman is the exception because he's a little more passing. So, are you saying there is a glass ce- glass ceiling for black wrestlers? I would definitely have to say that, and that's a very more that's a mu- I'm sorry, that's a much more intellectual way of putting that. But uh, I would definitely say that, and I don't. And again, I don't want to get into that and turn that into it. But what I, what I brought that up because they, like I said, they put these black guys in tight. And say this is your gimmick. This is who you are, and you and and you're just black, and that's it. They don't give them any identity for their character. They don't have this major plan for them. You are just a black man, and your name may be different. Can you say the same thing for? I know you, uh, Jeff. You said that um, you watch NXT. So what about Car- Carmelo Hayes? Is he did he fall under that that same thing where it's just like whatever his race is, that's going to be his gimmick? Why can't he be a different character? Why can't he be something else? I don't think not as much. Um, it's it's also I'm not uh, you know. I guess if you really think into it, it's 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 more than that too. Like I said, even even if you're, uh, I said if you're a white guy, you get a gimmick. But if you're ethnic, you get that's your gimmick. You get yeah. But also, Seamus is white. His gimmick was uh, he, Irish. His gimmick was he was a Celtic warrior, right? I think it's McIntyre, so, and it's it's not really just a race thing, but it's like where you're like an ethnic background. It's not just like black and white. It's not Hispanic and white. It's it's nothing like that. I mean, it is too, but I'm also saying it's like like you said, McIntyre, Sheamus, kind of Finn Balor, not really, but uh, he. I don't so, know. I never set foot in the ring, so if I was a professional wrestler, say I was athletic in any fashion, and I go to Say I go to WWE and I qualify and I go through all the trainings and, and the rigors and everything they want to put me through, and they f- and they find out you're Polish, right? Mm-hmm. Do I want to come out wearing even a Polish? So will you be wearing sausages around your neck? Am I gonna Am I gonna be wearing a, a pierogi costume <laughs> and like shit like that? And, and they're, are they gonna are all the wrestlers gonna you're make? You're gonna be the Polish butcher, man. The Polish the Polish hammer. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, I can, I can promise you, you're gonna be released in two weeks. Uh, Polish, funny as fuck. Actually, the Polish hammer sounds kind of cool. Maybe I can use that. You can go but, to AW, the butcher versus the Polish like butcher, name. man. Po- Polish hammer. It sounds like a porn like name. Um, so <laughs> Vince is like, hey, you're going to be uh, Neil, the Polish hammer, Thomas. You're going to come out in a... Fuck everybody? Because what the fuck is that? That sounds like a porn name. That's yeah, the first bro, thing I I don't think of. we're going to go one-on-one, man. Um, and I'm going <laughs> to po- I'm gonna wear the Polish so flag and, and, <laughs> and drinking vodka and that's going to be your gimmick is my ethnicity from what my family came from back in the 1800s but i've lived in america my whole life okay right. um i don't know and that's the how same about shit. Let, how same about shit let's be how about how about talk about me and what i can bring to the table not my ethnicity which is it's a fallback it's it's lazy now, granted, people can use that to their advantage and and be prideful, like Thunder Rosa. She comes out and you know, full on, you know, dressing Aztec, Aztec warrior, and I find that stuff very, very cool. 
Um, and but you can use that to your advantage because she's given that opportunity to use that, and I think that's what she wants to do. But what I call, come out wearing, you know, a pierogi and a Polish flag and all that kind of stuff, probably not because I don't want to use that as my gimmick. Do you think Vince looks at uh, if he would look at your head, right? And instead of seeing your face, he would just see a floating pierogi above your shoulders. I'll be like, man, pierogies are meant to be eaten, not to be displayed out there, man. Just, dude. Vince is, uh, he's something else, man. But to, to end off on a positive note, because we do Jobber of the Week, because we're not saying, oh, that person's shit. I'm just warning everybody if this was your first episode. It, it means that you, it's time for you to change your career around. Yeah, like uh, like they fucked you over. WWE is doing you bad. That That's what Jobber of the Week means to us. Uh, it's just we feel bad that they're fucking you up. Uh, so the, and on a more positive note, the wrestler of the week. Uh, I think there's two opinions in my. I think we're all in agreement uh, yeah, here of I who's going to be. Yeah, I think we all kind of know. Uh, mine is between uh, Rollins and Owens, but since storyline wise, Rollins was kind of been like a freak out. I don't think he's really on top at uh, this very moment. Time, Rollins right? doesn't have a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, so like uh, kayfabe wise. Uh, no, I don't think he would be. So I think uh, I think Kevin Owens qualifies. I think he did the most this week, man. Agreed. Kevin Owens got the definitely the the biggest uh, pop, the most social media buzz out there. Kevin Owens, wrestler of the week, no doubt. I think Kevin showed. Um, I think I think Kevin showed a lot of a lot of us why we fell in love with wrestling, the theatrics, and. Uh, you know the creativity. I kind of, I really enjoyed it. I know some people didn't because they were upset they didn't get to see their favorite big guy. You know, ball headed guy. But uh, I, I enjoyed it. I thought Kevin Owens definitely um, added another layer to who he is, and I enjoyed it a lot. Hey everyone, this is Dean Walker, and if you're listening to this, that means you have reached the end of today's episode. Uh, whether you're listening to Marking Out, where I'm sure Neil Thomas and Cordell were probably talking a little too much, or if you were listening to my own episode, Wednesday Night Walker, on Wednesday nights at 5 p.m., I just wanted to thank you guys so much for you know giving our podcast a, a chance, giving our podcast a listen. And while you're here, if you can give us a rating and a written review, it greatly helps out the podcast. We are on Instagram at Marking Out Pod. And we're also on Twitter at PodMarkingOut, where Neil Thomas and Cordell just cannot get enough of giving their opinions on the wrestling world. So they tweet constantly. So go ahead and give that a follow. Uh, They're pretty entertaining. I'm not a really big social media guy, but you can follow me at 99DeanWalker on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Cordell, he's a little bit better than me. Uh, He's at CordellPonson on Instagram and if you don't have a Twitter or an Instagram or anything like that and you want to reach us, you can email us at askmarkingout, askmarkingout at gmail.com. Now, you can give us a question, you can give us a story, you can give us really anything that you want to be read out loud on the podcast and have us kind of like talk about it or answer it or whatever the case may be. Go ahead and do that. Um, and good news, if you are a visual type of person to where you want to watch the podcast, uh, we have a YouTube So if you want to hit the link down in our description, it can send you right to our our YouTube where you can subscribe and our videos will be posted shortly because we are in a, uh, we are construction, constructing the studio for, for uh, marking out, which will be in Neil Thomas's Batcave and then Wednesday Night Walker with myself in my own personal studio. So Either one uh, would be really cool, Uh, whether you want to do YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all of it, email us, anything that you want to do. This podcast is uh, really special to us and it's growing at a a pretty good pace. And, you know, I just, uh, I also want to thank the guys, Cordell and Neil for, you know, being there. All jokes aside, they're, they're fantastic guys. And I could not imagine doing this podcast with anybody else. So thank you guys so much for checking out today's episode. This is Dean Walker signing off.